0: Photography, life after guiding, and everything in between. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye. And in this episode I sit down with Michael Applesamy and he'll tell you how to spell that at the end of this one. And we catch up, it's the first podcast since he joined us way back. I think we've done one in the past. So it was just time for a catch up. He's been with us for about eight to nine months now. And to see the growth over the last few months has been amazing. He's about to start his safari season in May, and I would highly recommend you get in touch with him and join. The energy is amazing, and just an all round good guy. Hope you guys enjoy this one. Okay, and we're good to go. Happy days. Happy days. How'd your first tutorial go?
1: Yesterday, it was nerve wracking. Why? I must say, it's. The guys make it look really easy but mm-hmm. i think it's just a matter of of getting into the flow of that you know it's i think it's a little bit easier when you're talking to someone about it mm-hmm. but that whole thing of you know you're not talking to anyone you you're recording you talking out of your head it
0: was, I wait, don't, wait, I was it was it, was it was the, the camera getting... or was it the which part of it was the worst
1: uh, not so much the camera it's just more the you know, when you're speaking to someone, you you can expect a question and that comes in mm. and then that could take it a different way here or yeah. there. But you simply you, you're talking out of your head, trying to give as much information without
0: babbling on. Yeah. Um, so I think it was that I think it's that getting used to <laughs> that whole. The babbling thing is true as I've often when I do the tutorials start like doing this whole thing. Yeah. And then halfway through it's almost like your, your your mind steps away and think, What the hell are you saying? Where are you exactly. going with this?
1: You've gone on a bit longer than you, <laughs> you should have for sure. No. Definitely. But so all in all, all good. All in all, all good. I'm happy to have finally mm-hmm. done my first one.
0: We're gonna get it out by the end of today. Perfect. Yeah. Hopefully we can get what's a Camtasia? Camtasia. Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's a very strange thing for those listening. Camtasia is a piece of software that is both video editing and it is um screen recording Mm -hmm. so for tutorials and such it's amazing yeah but for some reason we can't get this thing to work yeah it's been a fight it's yeah but we're gonna get it out one way or the other that's that's it's gonna be live today what's your
1: next one on um i think the next one so it's the idea that you and i sort of came up with this i think which is going to work out really nicely is if we start off from the basics and work it up from there Mm. um so that's sort of the idea today we literally went through the basic panel in lightroom Mm -hmm. And I think the plan going forward, I'm gonna just try to go through each panel Mm. within Lightroom, take it from Lightroom and editing to photography, starting basics, and just working on. So the next one, I think the plan is to go on the adjustment brush in Lightroom.
0: That was the original idea.
1: That was the original idea, correct. Okay. Um, So yeah, just gonna sort of take it from there. Um, From next week onwards, I'm I'm gonna be working from home for a little while.
0: Yes, you said so. So
1: the plan is there
0: just to get as many that's Also, that's why Camtasia is nice, because it screen records, straight on, and your audio and everything. Yeah. So we need to do that. How's the, so I mean, how long have you been with us now? It's Been
1: eight months now. Jesus. Nine been, months
0: even. Really? Yeah. It's been nine months. Wow. So because the first while you were kind of office bound as far as helping with finances because your background in that. Correct. How's the photography side developed? Um, I, th- I think really well. Um, I'm
1: starting, I, I feel very comfortable with photography now. And, Especially in my head, uh, you know, I've got it going in my head and I understand what I need to do to produce a, mm. a decent photo, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just been a matter of, you know, working on the, the teaching side of things and, mm. and mm. articulating the words to pass it on to other people. Um, and the guides in the office, Mike, Trev, especially, they've spent a lot of time with That's me. That's cool. Um, you know, we went to the, the bird park the other day. That was quite a cool exercise yeah, oh, nice. to Casino. Yeah. So that was a cool exercise just to get the the flow of that going. Uh-huh. Um, and I think we're getting there. What camera
0: are we shooting? Uh, the D850, Nikon D850. That thing's a beast on file size. I enjoyed it. Really, really the only drawback it. is the speed. But again, I mean, the Sony A9 shoots like a 4,013 frames a second. or <laughs> something stupid. Do you really need that? No, you? I don't think so. I was speaking to a client yesterday as well. And it's just, I don't think so. Yeah. I really, really don't. What What do you think is like... I mean, if you had to cap it. See, I mean, so, so the new Olympus coming out now, the OM1, they, on a static frame, I think it's, and low JPEG, not raw, something like that, but it's, it's 120 frames a second. Okay. Now, realistically, when we started getting to like 9, 10, 11, 12 frames, I think that was the happy space. Um, once you get to 24, you're shooting video. Yeah, it, it, it's it's true, video yeah. then. True. And I mean, even, even a couple of years ago, there was, I think it was the RED system sony had one of their big big monster video cameras okay where you could freeze frame and okay. then extract a raw file as a picture oh wow okay so i mean it's out there i just and again i mean i've, I've told the story of one of the guys who came with me to sobby and he shot 600 gigabytes in one sighting <laughs>
1: that is so it was
0: a1 on the highest frame rate the file sizes are huge and yes. it was achieved and the problem is you get onto your computer then and because he ran out of space and hard drive space and memory card space obviously no for sure I can imagine. and you go through lightroom and every single shot looks the same it's just like on and on and on there's no more skill to that oh, if you yeah, just yeah. rattle there's no skill yeah i agree there really is no skill I agree. so for me even if i'm on i'm on my olympus and i'm up to like 24 frames a second or 18 or whatever it might be i still burst yes grr, grr, short shots yeah because i'm lazy with lightroom i don't want to be spending hours looking for the right shot yeah, i can imagine with that i mean yeah that frame rate you're probably deleting no, like three quarters of the i cycle. remember the, when, I, when i got the first crack at olympus they've got a feature called pro capture okay i don't know if you've heard about that so what it is is and for action that's about to happen like a bird flying from a Oh branch yes or something. i have heard about this so you focus on this thing and while you're focusing half depressed it's buffering images. Yes. It's not taking them. Yes. The moment you shoot, obviously you start capturing photos from when you shoot forward, but it also then records. It was originally I think 18. It's now 35 shots before you click the shutter. Yes. So you normally get the bird's arse on the side of the, of the frame. Yeah. Now you got the wings opening slowly. Yeah. The first time I had the Olympus was Marla Marla with a private client, and I don't I don't know Pro Capture. I, I didn't do my homework. I just picked up the thing and went. Yeah. So I had Pro Capture on on high speed. And our first sighting was a buffalo, not too far. And he's walking towards, so I'm on this new camera. So I'm like, grrr, grrr, Not understanding, that. every time I pushed, it was 35 plus whatever oh, I did. Oh my goodness. So when I eventually, suddenly the cards full, I'm like, what the, what the hell? I photographed like a buffalo and a bird. <laughs> what the hell's going <laughs> really on here? Not. And when I got to my computer, it's like, I didn't, I actually messaged Gareth from Olympus and said, dude, I think it's broken. Yeah. This thing's shooting double. Surely. And it's like, oh no, okay, got it. But it's a cool feature. It's... It's computational photography for sure, but I think that's where mirrorless is going. Yeah, is that kind of feature. The coolest thing I did with it was um, whales breaching whales. Oh wow! Because now normally when yes. you photograph them, you only get them coming down. Yes. Because by the time you react, they of turning yeah, etc. And you would have this flat water, mm-hmm. and then. As I shoot, when they start coming out you look at the pictures, like as the nose breaks the water up, it is insane. So amazing. Now. So it's definitely, Maybe. I mean, it's definitely worth it in that sense. And as far as I understand, and I'm speaking under correction here, I think they had the patent on it until like a year or two from now. Okay. If I remember what, what Olympus told me. And at that stage, it's probably something that will roll out to a lot more others. Yeah, Once sure. the patent or copyright or whatever is out. Because how
1: long have you been shooting with Olympus? Has it been a...
0: 2006. 17 maybe okay.
1: 16 17 somewhere and before that nikon okay and what what made you change what got you into that? um
0: so so when we started the when we started here andrew john and myself we put all our own stuff together that we had into the rental stock okay so we bought a bunch we put our own stuff in the idea was that we can then shoot whatever so we had bigger lenses and stuff but down the line mirrorless became a thing and I didn't change from Nikon because I felt it was inferior. I think it's a great product, Mm -hmm. but I had to be fluent on all the brands. Okay. So if someone, and still to today, if if I go on a private guide, like my private client in April is Engen. Mm -hmm. He shoots Sony. Mm -hmm. So I'll have my Olympus bag, which is small. Everything's in there. And then I'll have a Sony camera as well because it speaks better to the client. For sure. But yeah, it's not, I didn't change from Nikon because I, I wanted to. I think if it was today, I would change. From there, because of travel, in terms of the light, I Sheesh, believe it's it's incredibly huge. light. It, it is huge. I mean, this box yeah. on the table here. I've got a, a camera bag that's probably a bit smaller than that. Yeah, my Olympus bag, and it's got everything from 14 mils to 600 plus a converter and two bodies and chargers. Wow! Instead of a big pack, so my my, my laptop bag is now bigger than my camera. Bag. oh really? No, it's gold. It's gold. Yeah,
1: I've heard. I have heard that it is. I mean, the the weight of it is a pa- No, it's golden. If so you had all the money in the world, what camera would you buy right now? Shit, yes. I've been asked this before, but I mean, I want to say Sony. Mm. Why, though? I don't know. I think that's mainly what I've been exposed to. Mm. I've only really seen the Olympus stuff with you, and one of the guests that was mm. on the Mara week I was on last year, October, no. had Olympus as well. Um, so, I mean, from the content I've seen with you and, you know, the, the discussions we've had about it, it, it's, it's also it comes in there as well mm. but I think definitely I, I think if I had all the
0: money in the world I'd probably move to a mirrorless mm. oh 100% um, you have to yeah I had I had a, a zoom call of a client of ours two mornings ago and the question as well is what's the drawbacks to mirrorless I said nothing yeah there is no more drawback yeah anybody that thinks it's it's not here to stay exactly you're going to stay behind I mean that is the way going forward yeah, and a lot of people are still holding on to their old cameras because they've got like I don't know, maybe they're called buyer's remorse. They're like, sorry that they bought DSLR. But you need to change now because, yeah. and also every time there's a software update on the mirrorless systems, and this is the same for Nikon, Canon, Sony, Olympus, all of them, your camera's like fresh. It's like getting a new software on your phone. Yeah. So you, more focus points, faster focusing. Yeah, speed. for sure. It's golden. Yeah. I think if money wasn't a problem, the A1 is arguably from a wildlife point of view right up there. Mm. My only. And I've shot it with a couple of clients, and it's a great camera, the tracking's amazing, blah, 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 all those things. It's still big, though. In
1: the lenses of,
0: are still big. All yeah, those lenses are huge. So the, the big talk about mirrorless always, and I think it came from Olympus and Fujifilm, mm-hmm. was that it's always smaller. And Sony camera, arguably, is a little bit smaller. Yes. But the lenses are still pretty substantial. Yeah, for sure. And I've had um, elderly people shooting some of these lenses, and they can't, Balance it. They yeah. can't hold it. Yeah. They have to so if you're sitting on a game viewer in Southern Africa and you got a side to side, then what? Yeah. So I, I just I still just think people overestimate the value
1: mm.
0: of the big brand cameras. I'm making this up as I'm going, you can see how. Yeah. They overestimate the value <laughs> of having fifty megapixels, all this. I just yeah. what And then the person on Instagram. Yeah, for sure. Look at why you do it. Laura's also got a little setup, and I mean,
1: it's it's coming back to what you say in terms of the size and everything. Mm. She's got a setup on Olympus as well. Oh yeah, she got EM one Mark Ten, I think.
0: Yes, uh, EM EM Ten Mark Three. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, I'm not exactly sure what lens she has there, or if it's a fixed lens. I think mm. on there, but it. I mean, the zoom on that camera oh, sh- and the compactness of that oh, no, camera. Oh, golden. It's yeah. a game changer. It's. Game changer. I
0: actually wonder what she has. It's, I think it's a, a forty to one fifty. F4 I think. I think I remember like getting it for but I couldn't remember what it was the nice thing as well is I find with travel so that one that she has is one of the entry-levels it's yes. a smaller camera yeah but even on the new the new one coming out to OM one even that is if you go into public and you photograph mm-hmm. and I saw this here when we still had digital photography courses mm-hmm. you walk outside with a camera security guards shit themselves like they came charging up to us what are you doing dude I'm not planting a bomb I'm taking a picture of the Vida umbrella but they would crap themselves what I've had with travel and especially into like African villages and safaris and stuff like that when you walk around the small camera, nobody really pays attention. Yeah, not at all. So I can have this little 300mm that's this big, true, yeah. and people don't really pay attention. So if it's kind of documentary street photography, yeah. it's golden, because yeah. nobody really pays attention to you. Yeah, for sure. It's a big thing. And your macro photography, G, I saw you got that oh, lens the other man. day. That looks incredible. It's the 60, oh, Gareth arranged me the 60mm. It's a 60mm 2.8 macro, but it's effectively 120 because of the doubling of the focal length. Yes. And I've taken one or two shots when i got it I did a little quick video mm-hmm. it's it's obscene it's crazy it's obscene how good it is yeah i saw that i mean i'm like what the you hell you got in so close yeah under that so, park, so the though. first thing i said is where can i find bugs yeah i need to find insects right now <laughs> yeah. because yeah. because the the guys who really do that is they freeze the insects it's dead oh really yeah because not not always
1: but uh, Lauren McIntyre, well, she does a lot of... Yes. Yes, and she she told me about
0: this. So. Put them in the deep freeze, they come out. That's because often you'll have these incredibly macro, like I'm talking eyeball on the on the fly, yeah, and then on his, I almost said on his whisker, <laughs> on his aerial, his antenna, yeah. yeah, there's these little droplets. Yeah. In what world is a fly going to sit still with that close with droplets on his aerial? Yeah, like picture like perfect. Yeah. The, the, the other thing, and I've just thought about that now, you know... I haven't seen them recently, maybe I've unfollowed a lot of people on Instagram, but you get these pictures and it's like a little green frog holding a leaf. And there's like, it's, it's all uh, these like fairy teddy type shots. Yeah, yeah. People used to, and I can find that article, but people used to take those things and they would literally glue the animals onto the branches and stuff. Jeepers, because the shit that you would see, it's like, you're like, whoa, I can't believe that's real. Yeah. Well, that's because it isn't. Yeah, that's bad. So that's bad. So that's not really macro, but still, that was... But for the insects and stuff, I and I literally walked around outside my house looking for a bug. Yeah, I can find imagine. One. <laughs> I can even imagine. So <laughs> the cactus plants was it, the succulents. <laughs> yeah. But this weekend, I mean, I don't know about the the weather, but I'm going to look at doing some macro stuff. Okay, okay nice. Yeah. nice. It's amazing. The other thing I'm super keen on is I'm getting some Nisi filters okay. for landscape. So the yep. graduated, the circular polarizers. And that I'm ridiculously excited for. I can imagine. But not for wildlife, landscape. I just think. At some stage wildlife photographers should sh- sh- should start diversifying. Yeah, Do more, because there's a different, if I look at what people learn in Iceland and stuff like that, mm-hmm. even in a place like Borneo, there's a big crossover between genres. I can imagine. So if you start focusing on macro and you understand what focus stacking is, how it works, mm. depth of field, blah, 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 blah. And landscapes, when you start looking at how the light plays and graduated filters, I think there's a different carryover.
1: I agree with you, but I mean like, uh, I can mainly only talk for South Africa, mm. I think, but I mean, I can't think of many places, specifically game, game, mm. game reserves, et cetera. Can you think of really any with that type of landscape? Oof. I mean, Maritaba was gorgeous. That's, you know, those mountains. No, the there was a lot of water, water as well. A lot of water. I think, I think that
0: the problem for it might be, you, have you been to Medique? No, I You're I've going been. in a couple of weeks, yeah, you're running in, a trip. When Maine, is that? In May, spaces available? Negative. Okay. Sorry, was your next one?
1: my next one is in july
0: Madikwe. yes their space is available
1: yeah our oh, space is
0: available guys if you want to join hit us up i'll have michael's details at the end in the description as well uh Medique is phenomenal so if you for example go there there's a place called clo dam yes Klo being trying for elephant yeah big dam with this beautiful tree in the middle so i've done a lot of star photography there with clients mm-hmm. it's something you can look at we can chat to me before you go and you'll get Grant take you like three o'clock in the morning and you watch sunrise and you oh, shoot wow. phenomenal but if you're going to do proper landscape photography there where you get the slow motion yes so we put a 10 stop uh, filter on top so you can shoot even at midday, you can shoot like four or five seconds mm-hmm. and there's clouds coming across and the water. Ooh. So I think it's actually a very good question. I think you can do that kind of photography in reserve, but it might not be practical because of big five. Yes. So, so, but, but for me I'm going to be doing a lot. So a lot more of that, I'm going to go to the coast to the ocean okay. dam stuff like that. And then Iceland and those things. Yeah. But I probably will end up taking it with two lodges, because even water holes from oh. the deck, clouds coming over they the blurred stuff like that. For sure. Just while we talk, I'm going to quickly put up one or two shots here for you um, just because it's amazing. Um, I think it was on here. And mm. next topic, Iceland. I mean, are oh, you excited? It's ridiculous. Actually, the pictures on here is. So if you look at a lot of what that water does,
1: okay, even I the see. clouds. Yeah. Oh, yes, that is beautiful.
0: So that's one of the reasons i mean where's the clouds on one of these it's where the clouds start bleeding where it all like smushes together oh yes Oof. that is kind of the the things that i'm after okay and i think you can do it anywhere i well, really what think I've seen so
1: you guys have, i mean you and mike have nailed some similar shots to that though mm. in iceland
0: specifically yeah, i didn't i didn't have the right filter system okay so i got a makeshift one from not a, not makeshift, but it wasn't. I want to use the word professional. It wasn't real. Mm-hmm. And the, the Olympus lens I had, the four, the uh, twelve to forty, the mm-hmm. super wide, yep. didn't have the right filter adjustment, so I couldn't put it on top. Uh, so I've got a new lens now, um, an eight to twenty five f okay. four, and that's got the the where I can that's screw easy. the big system on. Okay. So I'm I'm very keen to get back into that because I haven't done it justice for myself yet. Okay. You know yeah, I mean? so it's, it's something like,
1: you can still explore mm,
0: deeply. E, and someone I was speaking to a client yesterday, can you do it in Svalbard? And the answer is yes, but the problem is when you go on land, not all the guests are interested in photographing like that kind of landscapes. Okay. And on the boat, you sometimes have movement. Okay. But I, I, I'm going to take it along. Yeah, definitely. Because even in Longyearbyen, in the little town, to go and shoot over the glaciers and stuff. So. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's very exciting. Oh, man, very exciting. You got to branch out. Yeah, for sure. I think if you stick to the one thing, then you're gonna stagnate. I really do.
1: I think something I'm quite interested to to branch out quite a lot is is the video side of things. Yeah. Um we spoke about it a little bit earlier. You said, you know, how people are looking for that longer content as opposed to the the shorter, quick content. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know, I just I've always felt that you can express Hundred percent, a picture says a thousand words, but yeah. I really feel like you can express quite a lot of emotion as well through videos. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something. I mean, definitely, when I'm out in the field,
0: that's something I mm. consciously try to do. Yeah, is is video a lot? I think, I think, and you and you see now in, in my stuff well, a lot of people are starting to play with it. Is it because all the cameras and especially the mirrorless stuff, they're all shooting 4K. Some are shooting 8K. It's stupid. Yeah, and the stabilization in Olympus and Sony is, I mean you can hand hold something down and it's crisp, yeah. tight, nice and tight, it's tight, it's, it's nice and still. But a lot of people are doing it, I just think a lot of people aren't executing all the way through. So they, they end up with all this beautiful video, then what? Yeah. But they still then post the shitty images that they got afterwards. Oh yeah, yeah. So it depends, I, I like, and the conversation you had this morning is about longer form content, both written and video. Mm-hmm. And I think people are missing a trick there, I really do. And, and why do you think that is? Do you think people are just have more time? Or, I, I mean, think it, 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 I actually read an interesting article, some psychology paper about social media. Yeah, because people spend so much time during lockdown on their phones,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we've become very accustomed to the thumb attention. You, you <laughs> yeah. give something attention for as long as it takes you to swipe the next thing. Uh, yeah. So and then people started creating reels and videos and stuff. In between, so mm-hmm. there was always the discussion in content world where, Vine, you remember Vine? Mm-hmm. Vine was an app before TikTok, and it was six second videos. Okay. That was it. You had six second videos. That's it. It was huge, phenomenal, because people would put the most insane creativity into six six seconds. Yes. Or just dumb shit, like as they do. <laughs>
1: yeah, but you still get that.
0: Yeah. And then then you had the fifteen second story, and then you had reels, thirty seconds. Left. Even TikTok, you can upload to ten minutes now. Oh wow. And what they yeah. found is people's attention. Online with content consumption is either low—ten seconds, five seconds—yeah, like the, the real, but yeah. not the minute real, the kind of tight, boom, like boom, boom, boom tight, quick, or long, hour and a half. This middle, sure. this middle area is almost like we, we've been either I want to just see a lot of shit very quickly, yeah, or I want to escape for an hour and a half. That's true. Where this middle of the road thing seems to be, and look, I I I wouldn't say stop creating content there, but it's a very interesting space. Yes, but short and long. But be, and the same discussion always comes up is, uh, you shouldn't make too long content. Mm. Why? I've stopped reels after half a second because it's crap. One hundred percent. You scroll and you say, oh, what's this? Move on. One hundred percent. But I would watch the whole Game of Thrones season one through eight <laughs> in a weekend if I can because I like it. Yeah. Th- there is no such thing as too long or too short. Yeah. It's quality. Yeah. True. What are you watching?
1: Very true. Mm. Yeah very true so so yeah that's i mean that's definitely something i want to pick up on um and I, yeah you still have your osmo i do yeah i do still using that hmm. uh we used it a little bit we were recently myself luke and trev we were at Wave private game reserve
0: i haven't even asked about that how was it beautiful yeah beautiful beautiful
1: the main focus there at konami lodge was we went to go have a look at the underground hides that yeah. they got there is it ground level or how do we... it is it's it's ground level That's you cool. are completely ground level at th- they've got two so one facing east and west for sunset mm-hmm. sunrise around the same waterhole no two separate water okay. um the one is oh, i mean off my head probably six meters the water hole itself mm-hmm. six meters away from the the water edge and the other one you about three and a half, four meters. So okay. you really, really close. Um, and that was
0: amazing. Did you get any big game coming down?
1: Uh, we had zebras come in. Mm. So that was really, really cool. I didn't see so many images from this. Got some nice shots. Trev's got some nice shots. And you? I was, I was video was Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> so I was on video duty. Um, so we managed to get some good video. Luke spent most of his time at the Lodge, um, Doing Lodge photography. content. Lodge, mm-hmm. lodge contents, I saw that video
0: he did. It was pretty sweet. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. So, I mean, mm. it, it was really a stunning Lodge, but that, I mean, those underground hides yeah. are insane. Eh? It's such a game changer, you know, something even as small as birds. Yeah. Like we had pigeons coming and we were like,
0: there's one of the coolest hides. <laughs> I mean, I, hides are cool. I just don't think, from an experience point of view you should do it for like four days back to back mix it with game drives agreed then it's pretty cool agreed um some of the the, the one of the best hides i've been to is at zamanga okay so Where they is that? Uh, that is in kuzula natal close to pinda okay and they've made this reserve they call it which is a bit arrogant i think the the most photographic centric reserve in southern africa or something that's a big claim. no that's a big shot with mala mala and stuff like that that's a big clue. but i think they're wrong calling it like that but what they've done is they've made it very photographic friendly. They've got about five hides, six. Oh wow. There's two overnight hides where you sleep in the hide. Okay. And then there's like the the lagoon hide, which is cool. It's built in a lagoon, so you also water level both ways. There's a crocodile right here and stuff. But the underground hides is sick. They okay. spend a shit ton of money. So you it's like a bunker. You walk into this bunker and there's a little kitchen area. Mm-hmm. So there's a little counter little eating table where four people can sit, Just um, kitchen, fridge. So so when the guy drops you off at about four in the afternoon, they give you everything. Oh, wow. Your lunch is here, your, 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 your dinner, breakfast, everything's in there. And you're set to stay. And then you stay overnight. So then you walk, oh, wow. you drop down until about this high, what's that, about a meter, meter, 1.2 meters off the floor, yep. down a little curtain, you go in, and then you've got this area where there's two bunk beds mm-hmm. and then another curtain and you open the curtain and then you, then you're at the the actual hide. Okay. So the glass as far as I understand was brought in from somewhere. Mata, I think is the I think he's Hungarian. I speak kind correction. Came in to do this because he's like a hide specialist. Okay. And then you've got everything in there. So you basically sleep mm-hmm. in the hide and then they've got a little buzzer. But the the glass is here and the water's starting. So are you there. taking photos through the glass? Through the glass. Okay. But it's photographic, some special white glass from Mars or yeah. whatever the case yeah. might be. But the water's here, uh, you here, and then the water runs from the, all the way around. Okay. From me to you, so that's where the water ends. Oh, wow. So now you've got elephants and stuff drinking there. So like you're looking up at them. It's insane. Wow. And what they've done is before the, the, and it's a bit set up, but before you go in, the, the guide will like clear everything out so it's pristine. Yes. They've done it so that the backdrops are great. Oh wow So even if you shoot at F8 You've got a soft background Oof. And The the lights are done in a way That it doesn't look too heavy And all that And they've got a little buzzer Okay So inside the hide You would sit and there's like But soft okay. And then there's now something there
1: Oh okay So it's like a little So you can it's go like, to
0: sleep And you But that thing won't make me up When I'm sleeping <laughs> yeah, properly So know. so Linda and I were in there We did two back to back Hide overnight mm-hmm. We were fucking broken I can imagine So what you did Is we said okay cool Up until about 8 o'clock 9 o'clock sit there this is cool and then we we set hour and a half sessions okay so you go sleep for hour and a half i wake you up so there's always one of us yeah but then if one or two things come down during your session no we were tired hey eh? i your, can imagine but the cool thing is so there's space for four people okay. there's four tripods set up with gimbals and everything yeah so i would recommend two people because then you can you've got two cameras oh uh, yeah i course. left my, my olympus i left just for video yeah and then i was shooting with a sony okay but that height as well it's great but I think after two or three days of back-to-back hides, mm. you want to get out of it. Yeah, and I think you also,
1: if you can say it like that, you limit yourself a bit. Mm. Because, you know, we we had the one day where the zebras came in, and I mean, that was amazing. We got some cool shots there. Trevor really got some good photos, his brother as well. Um, but besides that, you know, we, we got back to the lodge. There were updates of leopards and this and that, which we missed, which is fine.
0: That they saw on Game Drive.
1: That they saw on Game Drive, some of the other lodges. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like I say, you know, it's, uh, at the end of the day, our focus was going to get content for the yeah. hides, etc. So, So that's why we spent the time there. But I can't imagine being out there on a safari. Nah. if you are there for two or three days
0: and you're just in those hides. It's a lot. Yeah. I also, the initial problem I had with places like that and hides is you know what shots you're going to get. Mm. True. Like, I know what the background's going to be. I know it's like, and that, yes, it's that's a good true. thing. But from a creative point of view, it's one million percent up to the thing standing in front of you. Hundred. percent, You can't change that's true. your position. You can't change the background. You can't decide. I want four meters to the left. So, I think if you go there with the correct expectations, mm-hmm. knowing that this is why I'm going. Yeah. That's cool. But know that eventually, on a long enough timeline, every shot's gonna look the same. That's
1: so true, that, and that's that's what I was gonna sort of sum it up to. I think once you've got that shot, because just, mm. like I say, you know when. When we had birds coming in it was like guys guys, guys let's yeah, yeah. get the shot yeah you got some shots and they're beautiful they're, you mm. know I've, i don't have any photos like that of yeah. any birds
0: um but we've got the shots mm. type of thing you know so yeah, yeah. then it's done exactly i, I do think that because you guys went there to look at it as a workshop destination yes correct i do think and this is how i pitched a manga and a podcast way back as well is if someone's going to come for let's say they haven't been to africa for a while it's been covered they've been sitting in new york they can't get away go to a place like what's a Kurongwe. Yeah, Konami lodge. Really Or to what lodge? Konami Lodge. Konami. Yeah. So go there, or a place like Zamanga with a private guide. They take you along, and then it's a great way to sit still and get back your photographic muscle memory. Yes. Because now you're stationary. Really you don't true. have to worry about shit running around. Yeah. Focus on the thing, shoot there, get your stuff, and then go on to Malamala Mala or Sabi or Mara. Correct. I think that's a pretty cool thing to do. Because you,
1: exactly that, you've got the time in those... those um, hides you spend the time you can work
0: through the muscle memory like you say mm. um, just warm up again because if you haven't shot for a while exactly the first day and a half is basically just where's the shutter button exactly <laughs> like, to exactly.
1: get straight back into it so mm. so no it was great it was great and uh, like you say stunning lodge yeah not too far close to the kruger so we had a great time and even after the you know there were one or two afternoons where we slipped out after we spent time in the mm. And the first afternoon, we spent time with a, a big male lion there. He, uh-huh. he gave us a show. He was roaring the whole afternoon. That was beautiful. Mm. And in the following evening, we, we found the, the pride of lions that they've got there, of about seven individuals or so. So, yeah, I mean, it's not to say that there's- It not is big
0: five. Yeah, it is yeah. big five. It is. Is it open to anything, fence-wise? Negative. So it's just them. How yeah. big is the property? Oh, I don't want to lie
1: to you, but it's a couple thousand hectares. Okay. Yeah. And were the other guests when you were there? Uh, not a Konami lodge, no. Okay.
0: How, yeah. how many people does the lodge sleep? There were six tents there. Okay. Not tents, but. um, Like still things, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, the word slip me now. I don't know. Rooms. Yeah. Six rooms. That's yeah, of that. sure. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, double that up, 12 people. Mm. And they had like a sort of a family suite, which could sleep. I think it was four. Okay. So, about 14. That's cool. I've, I've actually never been to that part yeah and uh, you know this the lodge setup itself was beautiful we're on one of the rivers there mm. um and they've got a nice sort of um room dedicated to meetings etc so th- so that would be a perfect place to do lightroom nice. those type of things so i think for photography yeah. wise it's a great setup that yeah. they've done there. i think that's sort of the focus that they're going for mm. is the height new uh to them it is one of the other lodges within. Uh, the, the property used to own it. Okay. And they recently um got it for themselves, can all right? It. That's um, cool. Yeah. Hmm. So I, it is, it's great. I had a so when is your medical trip? May, huh? Hey? That's one that one's with Trev, that I'm co-hosting with Trev. Okay. And then I, my, myself is in July. Yeah, and you've got no trips before then?
0: Uh no, first so, one is in May. So I was chatting to a lady <laughs> from McQuetty in I think Valka hmm And I had lunch with her two, three days ago. Mm-hmm. And if you remember the discussions in the office, yeah, do, yes. that, yeah. We're not yeah. going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but she wants us to come and do a recce trip there for two nights okay, to kind of help with branding and how they see the lodge, and for us to then maybe do content for them down the line. Okay. So the idea would be also for us to go for two nights. It's three hours drive. It's very quick. But that as well, it's probably you, me, and Krista Perfect. to go and create content. I'm just waiting to hear back from her. Okay. Maybe in the next three or four weekends. Yeah. <laughs> So you have to be and it's literally just go there and because you I mean, I've said this many times you can't read the label from inside the bottle yeah so she just feels mm-hmm. that their brand needs to be so can we create content so I suggested let's go
1: mm-hmm.
0: from when we arrive there until the next lunch mm-hmm. the next day because at any lodge experience it's always the first night the f- the first game drive the first night the first morning game drive the first breakfast and then you go into a repeating pattern yes during that time is when people kind of create their expectation of the place or their, their realization of the place. Yep. And I said, then at lunchtime, we can sit as hospitality people mm-hmm. and we can tell her what we think of the lodge, what the branding is. And then right. she comes and says what they want. And then we can marry that. I see. So that is just to put it on your radar as well, probably in the next three, four weeks. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, yeah. Okay, I mean, done. Let's you, do it now. you don't have to be. <laughs> <like, is it? laughs> and, and tell me, so the change from eight months, nine months ago to now, mm. what's been the best part and the worst part about it? Sure. Um honestly I think the best part
1: is I've I've been able to spend a lot more time with family and stuff mm. like that. As you know, I mean lodge life, you you're in the bush for six weeks, yeah. two weeks off, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. I mean that's been great. I've been able to spend plenty of time with friends, family, all of that. Um and it's also been a new a completely new subject for me to learn Actually, sure. and I've I've loved that. Mm. I've loved that. So that's been great. Um I think um uh, I mean, I want to say the obvious thing, I think, yeah. as a negative would not be not being in the bush all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I loved it, it it became long at times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I miss being in the bush. It is monotonous. Constantly.
0: Exactly. Doing what we did in the past at lodges is it's a hamster wheel. Yeah, for it really is. Yeah, for sure. For so sure. would you would you be someone asked me this in the, in the week is would I be able to go back to lodge life? I would rip off a guest's face in the first hour
1: look i don't think my girlfriend would be happy but i, I think i could mm. i think i could i don't know if that's just because i mean i'm still new to the doing, industry doing what you did or something else uh doing what i did or doing something really else. yeah i think so uh. because at maritaba i was a lot more camp manager based yeah you did a lot of everything I so i was a bit at the camp mainly mm-hmm. um so if someone had to throw me at a at another reserve and say listen just go
0: guide mm. I. I'd, I'd, on the chin i'd be happy yeah. to you know i think it must be it must be an interesting thing because you spend x amount of time at the lodge and then you jumped in here you helped with the financial side for a long time a lot of the business side and only now slowly we're getting into because of COVID and everything that's happened for sure now we're getting to that place it's an interesting thing for you and i to do have this discussion again two years from now yeah great. because there's a very big mental shift when you start traveling a lot, doing what we do, and you'll see when you start going out now. Yeah. Are are you and I hosting a trip together? We are. Yes. Is there space on that? I don't know. Off my head, I'm not sure. Yeah. But it's a very different thing, and it literally is the best of both worlds then. Yeah. And I 1 million percent can see how for you, you want to go back still because of time spent. Yes. I just think if your patience is there, watch the space. No, exactly. It's
1: exactly and that's been my mindset yeah. throughout the whole thing i've just said you know give it some time mm. and, and i uh, so it's all yeah. coming closer now exactly exactly i yeah. mean i think from from may and june sort of onwards it's it's up to two trips two trips a month for the, so rest of the from year. may on yeah from yeah. may onwards it's about two trips a month until mm. the end of the year and i mean mm. I, I really i'm
0: i'm thankful for what's yeah. to come for sure Yeah. and excited so and the nice thing is for you over the next few years there's just new destinations all the time. Exactly. It's going to the Mara. I mean, all of these this, places are new yeah. to me, like you say. So yeah. so I am incredibly excited. And you know, the funny thing is sometimes people would say, oh, but, and we've, we've got across cross this, but I wouldn't, don't want to go with him because he hasn't guided him in Dikwey. Yeah. That is so short-sighted mm-hmm. because I've often, and if that reason stood, nobody would ever go with me to Svalbard. Yeah. I was taking pictures of penguins when I started selling my first Svalbard trip. Yeah. It's about personality, it's about guiding, it's about professionalism and hosting. For sure. But also, as a guide going into an, an into a environment like Madikwe, mm. for you, you have your knowledge base and your experience, you then work with a local guide. Yes. The questions that you also would ask and bring up in conversation on the vehicle and over dinner mm-hmm. is stimulating new information from the local guide, which adds value to your clients. For sure. People, they don't think about that. It's also being able to have... An, a lot of guides out there don't understand this. We don't compete with the local guide. You work together. Exactly. So he's going to tell you the detail about what the lion ate yesterday and where the leopards mated. Yeah. But you could also bring value from a different ecosystem. Oh, in Maritoba, this happened. Mm-hmm. How does it work here? Mm-hmm. I just think the the value add from a knowledge and experience base Yeah, for sure. is golden. For sure. I think, yeah, I think the big point, like you mentioned there,
1: the last thing I want to do is get to all of these new places as call it this label of a new guide to them. But, you know, I'm really looking forward to, like you say, that relationship with uh, those local guides. Yeah. Because um, it's fascinating for me also going to all of these new places. Yeah. I think that's something that I'm excited to share 100%. with people though, as well. You know, even though all of this stuff's going to be new to me, like, I'm just as excited as the guest on the vehicle, yeah. you know? So, which is,
0: which is huge. Yeah. But also, you bring value. Yeah. Regarding, you can bring photographic value. For in, sure. In large, and also, and this is, grossly underestimated in the in the industry sometimes mm-hmm. is fun and sense of humor yeah for sure too many guides take themselves too serious they get up so up their own asses. yeah how they're so important and so big and so much ego that they're missing a very big part of it 100 percent that's and that's since the beginning it's huge no i agree mm. i agree from a and obviously no details financially for you moving back mm-hmm. because a lot of challenges for guides moving from a reserve back to the real world, if you will, mm-hmm. is financial.
1: Yeah. Um, look, I, I think I've actually been in a very fortunate position um, where it's been okay. Mm. Um, obviously, when you're on, when you're working as a guide on those reserves, you have so little expenses. Oh, I God, mean, yeah. you you you're out there. You've got accommodation. You've got food most yeah. of the time. Um, so I actually managed to save quite a lot of money while nice. I was working in the bush. Um, and and since I've been out here. It's been all right. It's been all mm. right. Um, I've moved in with my girlfriend, so that's been a, a challenge and it's been good at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of paying all the big boy bills, uh, it's, been, it's been good. Doable. It's been doable.
0: Exactly. And the cool thing is, if you can say that now already after eight months, when you start traveling, daily rates, commissions, yeah. all those kind of things, it's big. Is it then? It's huge, it makes a huge difference. I can imagine. Because yeah. if your base salary is covering most of your stuff. For sure. If you're getting your daily rates- That's just I mean, pocketing, yeah. Yeah, it's above and beyond. It's and it's good to hear that because when we started this, John Andrew, and Andrew, myself, one of the things apart from wanting to create great experiences for guests is to create a platform for guides to keep doing what they love after they leave the lodge. Yeah. Because a lot of people, when they leave the lodge industry, they end up working at hardware stores or whatever the case. Because even though they are incredible at what they do, they're great with people. Mm. On paper, they're unemployable.
1: Yeah.
0: That's... So you've got a business degree behind you, which is a very different story. Yeah. But and and. I mean, if I look at every single one of our guys we have here, mm-hmm. they've all got lodge experience, yourself included. Mm-hmm. When they left the lodge, what were they going to do then? It's a it's a big question.
1: One of my very, very good friends left the lodge recently. And it's it's exactly that. He's he's in a really tough position now. He's been guiding for 20 years. Mm. Um, He was the pinnacle guide, one of the best guides I came across. And once he left that lodge environment, it's... But it's tough for him. Mm. And it's, I think it is still
0: quite tough. It's it's already a, a, a bit of a, <laughs> who said in it's a bombscock <laughs> coming from the bush <laughs> back to the city. Yeah. But then, so you've you've got the, the lifestyle element, which is always the argument. Mm. That's gone. Yes. And now you've got to pay, like you say, the big boy bills. And, but you're not making that money. There's no gratuities. You've got to do something that more than likely you're not going to like. Yeah. And that's, so you're saying it's been a good project. That makes me feel very good mm. because if I look at I mean, and, and look at someone like Mike and Johan—they've been here for a long time. Yeah, doing really well. They're doing very well. Like, time in the field, and, and so. but it's always the upside and downside. So yes, they might travel 160 days a year. Yeah, but it's worth it. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. no, it's a, it's a, it's a nice way that
1: things have come around. For sure, and I think something that gives me quite a bit of comfort. I mean, I can, I can only imagine. I have no idea. I can only imagine for the guys like Johan mm. and Rebecca, You know. Trev, Luke, they've all got kids, you know, yourself Mm. as well. Your wife back home. I have three dogs. You've got three dogs.
0: They're expensive. It's it's not easy to just leave them behind. Have you bought
1: dog food recently? (laughs) I don't have a dog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You see, if I bought a dog, then I'd be, then I'd be sick. Pushing that I'd be struggling, (laughs) exactly. Um, Sorry, just you know what the problem is? (laughs) I have three dogs. I must have about 17 dog beds in my house (laughs) because they need another one. Oh my God. They just keep chewing it up. No. Why? Because it's believed that my three dogs need seventeen beds. Oh man. Is that your decision? No. Okay. Not so my don't decision. Have to go further than no, It's not that. my I get, decision. I get, they can sleep on the floor or on the couch. But there's seventeen beds. Anyway, moving on. Sorry, you're saying kids. Oh yes, on. of course. So I think
1: it's I can imagine it's really tough for the guys leaving their families behind. And and that's something that i I feel fortunate about being mm. here at a younger age. You mm. know? I don't I don't have that family <coughs> attachment like that. Mm. Um which gives me a, a lot of comforting
0: mm. I mean, put
1: me in, coach. If yeah. you need me to travel 300 days a, a year, you know, I'm that like Both you and
0: Mike. Michael Laupche. Exactly,
1: of course. Mike as well. Mm.
0: It's a fine line in that... And, and it's, it's, it's very interesting. There's always said chapter one versus chapter 10, all that crap. Yeah. But I'm at the position now where I want to travel less. And in the company, it works well because you can then pick up and do this. For sure. And it's... How do I say this without getting misunderstood here it's because I've been doing it for a long time so I mean I guided for about 12 years we've been doing this for for, 10 years now Wild Eye and stuff Mm. I'm still very deeply grateful to be able to go to Madikwe I'm hosting I haven't hosted in Madikwe for about 5 years now oh wow because of all the international but I've got a private client there in April looking forward to that nice and I'm, I'm looking forward to these things I'm grateful for it I'm good at teaching and all that so that's all good yeah but priorities change. Yeah. And being sure. a being a, a owner of the company, I want to take us in different directions. Mm-hmm. And that won't be possible if it wasn't for you guys. Mm-hmm. And I would rather have someone like you, who's ridiculously excited and passionate to get out there. Yes, do your thing. For sure. and Grow that. I would still run the international trips. I still am. Yeah. But I've cut down from my, my biggest year was 220 something days. Wow. That's in 2016 amazing. somewhere. It was obscene. That is it was just lot. not right. And then I, I went down. COVID happened. I was averaging about 180. Okay. And for this year, I was checking last night. I've got 82 days in the whole year. Okay. There's maybe one or two privates in my pop, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And the next year, I've only got 29.
1: Oh, wow. So far.
0: So far. Sure. So that's come down so then, a little eh? later. And Andrew and myself had this discussion with senior management as well is, We're trying to buffer ourselves to between fifty and seventy-five a day, a a day, a year. As as the senior directors, yes, yourself, John and Andrew. John is not. I mean, he does Mara. He's at his own. Did you know he's one of the few guys at Wild Eye that's ever received a zero on a feedback form? (laughs) 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 I was like, you remind him of that. It's he's he's not (laughs) great. Yeah, he got zero twice, actually. Oh, twice. Yeah, because he, he's not a photographic guy. Yeah. He's a great host. I mean, he's very social. You've seen that. Yes, I have. But this one lady was like, it's like, I don't know, seven years ago. He didn't teach me any photography. Oh, zero. Oh, Johnny, John. Yeah, it's still, we'll bring it up later today. <laughs> um, anyway, so, so between Andrew and myself, because in the beginning, we did everything. Mm-hmm. Finance, marketing, trips, planning, everything. Yeah. And there's two things that happened is over the years, you've traveled a lot. And priorities change he wants to be spend more time at home with the for kids sure. um, i want to spend more time at home i want to for example routine mm. training i love my training it's good for my mental and physical health for sure i want to do more of that mm-hmm. so and also it was never possible so andrew and i've been speaking about this for the last three four years oh, really? and from the beginning the plan was always we will get it to a point and then step down to work on the business not in the business i see so and we've only reached that now because of you guys. Yeah. So thank you. And with the new structures and everything, now we can look at new things. So I'm look. I'm looking at new international trips, like the USA. I want to go and photograph Death Valley, and run a trip through there.
1: Death Valley. I've never heard of that. Yeah. So
0: it's down in Utah. If you just go Google Utah Death Valley. Okay. i never It is amazing. Okay. So it's very landscape based, but I'm wanting to run new destinations like Alaska. Okay. And different stuff in Canada and all of that. Oh wow! Yeah, that is beautiful. So. And the idea would again be, I would run that for a couple of years, I would start taking someone like yourself or one of the other guys with, yes. eventually I stop and you carry on. For sure. And that's kind of where it is for us for now. I see. And so next year, I'm probably gonna end up on about 75 next year, okay. but that would include Svalbard, Iceland twice, uh, Borneo, if I can pull that off. So yeah, there's a bunch of things. Things in the pipeline. But how, What is your sweet spot for travel time? If you could call it right now.
1: Gee, like I say, I. I don't know if it's just being a, a young, naive guy, but I, I'll take as many days as I need to. Mm. Like, I'm at that point now where yeah. I'm, I'm really itching to get out there, you know, as you can imagine. So You're going to love it, man. Yeah, I'm very excited. Very excited. So, I, I wouldn't put a cap on it. Eh? Yeah. I wouldn't be. I mean, of course, I, like I said, when I say I'm being naive, I, I, I know I am being a bit because I can imagine it gets tiring. Sometimes it's not a
0: bad thing, though. Sometimes being a bit naive and just fucking going for it is. Yes, I'm ready, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I'm just think eager. The one thing I had a chat to the guys with, I'm trying to think when this was. It was somewhere in or after COVID, mm-hmm. but we had a chat. And it was the beginning of the year strat session. And what I did that previous December, it was, a Jan, it was the January just before COVID. And just before that December, I needed a break because of all the travel time. The problem is that it gets challenging is, you're Out there with people all the time, you switched on. Yeah, work, work, work. You come back home, people want. How was your trip? Let's go for a drink. It's like everybody back the fuck up. Yeah, he just, just give break. me a few days He's here, yeah, <laughs> especially if you've done like six, seven weeks. Yeah, 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 for sure. And in December, then I said to Dale, I'm gonna go for three. I got in my car and I just started driving. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where I was going, okay, at all. So I drove to Bloom, stopped for lunch, That's googled cool. what's two hours from here. Okay, cool. I ended up at it's close to Kenton, that part of the world, okay. Three days on my own and I drove back. Oh wow. It's the most amazing thing. But why I said that is I, I needed that at the time. Mm-hmm. The one thing that a lot of the guides do in the industry, and our guys as well, Mike and Johan are treading that line, but they're very aware of it, is self-care for yourself because of all the travel time. It's not easy. Yeah. You have to look after yourself, and that's why we've done the thing of one or two recuperation days after a trip. Yeah, I think it's great. Which doesn't fall part of leave, but still, you got to use it. There's no good you then sit at home answering emails. No, for sure, I agree with it's you. It's not sustainable, and I know this from personal experience. To keep on going, yeah, traveling and hosting without filling the cup as well. That break in the middle. That. No, I, I can imagine. And I think yours is still cool because you're gonna be, you got two trips a month from May. Yeah. It's easy. Two months. Exactly. It's when you start getting, and you'll you'll get there. We get these seven to eight week blocks where it's back to back. Yeah where you come home for Constant two nights I you're mean, out again In this yeah, for sure. I think the worst I had was seven weeks on the road non-stop, no there. non-stop it might have been on like little... one night in Nairobi and then you go again this is it yes, 2016 17 no nothing was funny anymore no, <laughs> no I can only imagine <laughs> but still and where was that too I mean was it all over the bit it was in that one I think there was Madagascar there was a couple of Kenyas, there was Uganda Serengeti back to Kenya it just happened that way yeah, so it is. just happened so you would for example you would have Amara week mm-hmm and then another tomorrow week, two weeks from then. But there's a private here from someone, and then the pri- so I just kept on doing this. Yeah. And again, not bitching and moaning at all. No, for Loved sure. Loved it. Yes. But when you came back, you realized you got to look after you as well. Yeah, for sure. That's real, for sure. Mm. What's your plans for the weekend?
1: Uh, my girlfriend's mother
0: arrives tonight. For but wait, 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 wait. How? How? Living together, moving in. I was scared. Uh, really? I was nervous. Uh huh. Like. How long you meet together?
1: Uh, it's coming up to six years. Now. Okay. So it's been a while, and you know, I feel like we've gotten to know each other. But I was nervous in the beginning, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's actually been an absolute treat. Mm. Uh, she's a great girl. So, so what it's does been, she do for a living? She's studying still. She's still studying Beacon marketing. She's okay. in her final year at the moment. Nice. Uh, so, so yeah, it's been good. You know, and uh, I mean, I'm not complaining. She's a great cook. Nice. So I get spoiled. <laughs> um, and How all this says in all, skinny then.
0: I tried to train. I mean, but you also have the metabolism of a racehorse I at do. your age.
1: I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> no, right. exactly. I would take it as well if yeah. I could. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so no, it's been good. It nice. has been good.
1: It's, of course, it has its ups and downs. No, of course. I'm sure it's, everything does, but but it's been great. Overall, if if you're not great. fighting
0: with someone, you don't care enough about it. Exactly. As long as you're no. fighting for you, not with each other. It's a difference. It's that. 100%. I think I, I saw a quote on Instagram, something in the line of, the, the, the most successful relationships are the ones where people are willing to fight for each other, I think it was something like that. Yeah. And have the difficult conversations. But as long as the upside outweighs the downside. And that's it.
1: Yeah. That's it. So it's it's been good. Yeah. It's been great. And, and like I say, you know, it's for, I think we've been able to catch up on lost time, call it that, having uh. been in the bush for the past oh, two years, etc. cetera. Um, and also just our friendships, you know, with other people, we've, mm. we've been able to see friends a lot. Mm. And every Wednesday, Thursday, we've got family dinners, we
0: call nice. them. So that's always good fun. It's a big deal, hey I mean, especially from the lodging is that is tapping back into people. Yeah. Family and friends. I good mean time. I remember one year we went about one year, one stretch when at the lodges and then into Wild Eye, maybe four or five years without having Christmas and New Year's. Oh wow. And you miss families and stuff. Yeah. And it is what it is. It's exactly hey, everybody understands. But it's nice to be able to kind of pull into that again. Exactly. It's and make
1: up, like I said, make up for that mm, that time. hundred percent. I wouldn't call it last time, but make and up so for anyway,
0: time. your weekends you got a birthday, what?
1: No, so girlfriend's dad is arri- girlfriend's mother is arriving from the Western Cape today. Okay. So we'll go pick her up from the airport. Tomorrow I've started playing soccer, G. I've what? joined a soccer team, a soccer club. Where? Uh in Centurion.
0: Okay. Have you had a game yet?
1: Tomorrow's our first game. Nice. So tomorrow we've got our first game. Very excited for that. C B C Old Boys. Okay. So looking forward to that. And then yeah, Sunday just gonna take it easy, Let's I think. Kick back,
0: okay. Huh? Exactly.
1: Nice. Exactly. So looking forward. And yourself, what you what you doing. Oh well, no. Yet?
0: Um Today, what's the time now? We'll probably have a drink in about a half an hour from now. Um, Definitely. Tonight, Friday evenings normally because after a week, um, getting up early and that's uh, Friday evenings normally nothing. It's get onto the couch at about four, mm-hmm. get some takeaways, just chill out. Um, Sun Saturday. Oh, there's an Instagram feed called I think it's called What's On in Joburg. Okay. Something like that, and they share all these random things. That you can go and do in and around Joburg, mm-hmm. and it's not like the big restaurants or the big markets. It's like there's a small little market here. There's this. I so I saved one of them, and there's a few things on there that I might want to look at. I find a place called Cowboy Town. Cowboy Town okay. in Krugersdorp somewhere. Okay. So what I, what I can gather is it's this it's this um flea market vibe. Okay. But at scale that they've turned into a cowboy vibe. Now looking at them on Instagram, it looks like it's pretty. Authentic. Cowboy.
1: Okay.
0: Um, so there's a part of me that wants to go there. <laughs> there's another part of me having been to Texas and Fort Worth where there's real cowboys on horses. Yeah. I don't wanna be disappointed, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so I almost <laughs> know I'm gonna be disappointed, but in a good way. For sure. So might go there, have a beer, just walk around a bit. Okay, And nice. then Sunday morning, we're gonna go hiking. I'm gonna put it on the Wild Eye Group, so we're gonna go hiking somewhere. Cool. And then after a hike, it's home. It's maybe a bright chill. Okay, Look like okay. But nothing, the, the nicest thing, with weekends, the last while is not having a plan.
1: 100% literally agree. just
0: go and decide whatever, man. I agree, but that's it. Nothing. I was actually hoping for rain this weekend, yeah, because nice. then it's nice couch time,
1: and then you've got like an excuse just to oh, just sit back. Yeah,
0: make that that um Uber Eats guy travel a lot, yeah, yeah, will <laughs> yeah, make him work anyway. But thank you so much for your time. No, yeah, thanks. Um, we'll do this again closer to your trips. I will, um, if people want to get hold of you for trips, they can get. Instagram, what are your Instagram? Michael Applesamy. One it's, word or is there dots? It's one word. Yeah. But Applesamy is APPAOSAMY. Done. Um, I'll put your Instagram in the description to so this. People can find you. Guys, if you want to travel, if you have questions for Mike, get in touch. Otherwise, yeah, we'll do it again. Perfect. Thanks Thank so you so much, to... man. Cheers. Dan. Bye. And there you have it. Uh, great guy. And I'm going to go on record as to say that if you watch Mike's career into the future, he's going to be a rock star in the industry one day. I just have a gut feel. Anyway, as always, guys, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. I will see you in the next episode. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Have a good one. Bye for now.